Hi and welcome to Three Worlds Podcast number 19. I wasn't actually going to do another podcast as quick as this, but um, I'll explain what happened in a moment or two when the sound quality goes bad. Ah, do you remember a few podcasts ago I did the Circle of Foxes with that myth, you know, that whole thing about I'm the sort of person who... Ah, Well, I'm the sort of person who turns the wrong microphone on when they record podcasts. I know I'm the sort of person who turns the wrong microphone on when I record podcasts because the sound quality is crap when I play it back. So in a moment, there's going to be a horrible hum and you're going to hear the bit that I recorded about the circle of coyotes, which is the antidote to the circle of foxes. And... And then the sound quality will fade back to better again after about 15 minutes. And you will have me rambling on about other things. But I spent 15 minutes recording the Circle of Coyotes and quality isn't that great, but it's listenable too. And I didn't want to re-record it because I'm a lazy so-and-so, basically. (laughs) Um, I forgot to turn on the microphone that I should have been using and actually used the internal microphone of my Apple Mac, which is uh, not quite as good. So apologies for the sound quality. And here is what I recorded earlier. Hi, and welcome to Three Worlds podcast number 19. Margaret, this is all your fault. Margaret phoned me this morning, a listener to the podcast, and was saying the circle of foxes that I taught a few podcasts ago was a bit depressing, and was there an antidote? And there is, and I'm going to ramble on about it, but her phone call this morning kind of um, set me thinking and it coincided with a day that I was about to send a DVD to my daughter and the DVD was uh, a look at some of the conspiracy theories about 9-11 and the whole kind of power behind the throne so to speak um, of uh, global politics and the stock market crash and various other bits and pieces. It's an interesting video Um, I'm not going to get into the whole area of did 9-11 actually happen, um, or well obviously it did happen, but what I'm saying is did 9-11 happen because it was actually an American plot, or uh, whether it was nasty Islamic terrorists, or whatever. Um, Personally, I don't believe most of the bullshit that comes out of any government. So, uh, if you wish to watch the film... Um, it's called Spirit of the Age, Zeitgeist, Spirit of the Age. I've no idea who did it. Um, it's an interesting, quite thought-provoking film. And uh, anyway, I thought I would send it to my daughter, who uh, who is uh, moderately uh, anarchic in the same way that I am. So uh, I thought she might like it. And anyway, cutting a long story short, that whole sort of concept of sending her the video and the conversation with Margaret this morning made me think of the whole subject of power and empowerment and um, that's very much the theme of the antidote to the circle of foxes which is called the circle of coyotes 
So I thought it would be really appropriate to do a little bit of uh, rambling on not being a zombie. Um, your government likes zombies, so don't be one. Okay, this is this is the whole theme of tonight. So it's a bit of a rant. Um, I'll try not to yell at the microphone. I'll try not to get too worked up. But so first of all, what I'd like to do is I'd like to teach the circle of coyotes. Now this is from the same set of teachings as the circle of foxes that I taught a couple of couple of episodes ago. The circle of foxes was a fox chasing its tail. It was a negative myth of oneself which life reinforced all the way around the medicine wheel, the eight directions, so that you actually create a disempowering life for yourself because you basically feel that you are a disempowered person. And you see proof that you are a disempowered person because you have created your life that way in the vain attempt for mummy, daddy, god, the government to love you because we all like to be loved. So this is the circle of coyotes. Both of these circles together by the way are called the star maiden circle. And so this is the circle of coyotes and I'm just going to sort of teach it fairly quickly because I'm going to put a hand up on the Three Worlds website, www.3worlds.co.uk, number three, not word three, and go into the podcast page, which you'll see on the left-hand side, and there will be uh, a list of the podcasts, and there will be the handout with the Circle of Coyotes PDF for you to download, so you can have a look at it. But... Circle of foxes. In the south was the limiting myth. I am the sort of person who... Circle of coyotes turns that on its head. I am the sort of person who I want to be. And because I have an attitude of honour and self-respect to myself, I know I can be that person. I'm kind of reading off the, the crib sheet that I've just actually written out now and uh, will be posting on the website. So in the southwest, it used to be on the circle of foxes, I know I'm the sort of person who is, well, to use the example that I used, by themselves, lonely, nobody wants to take any interest in because I'm boring. I know I'm the sort of person who's boring because nobody speaks to me. That was the myth that I was uh, using as an example on the Circle of Foxes. Circle of Coyotes says, I know I can be the sort of person who I want to be because I design my life and I see proof of that because I don't limit myself to having a dream that keeps me small. Best place on the circle of foxes was, oh, I wish it wasn't like that. I wish everything was nice and everybody liked me and it was great and I had a good life. Circle of Coyotes says, I'm responsible for what's happening to me here and now. 
because in effect I have created this and if I'm in a tight corner it's because I painted myself there because of the choices that I've made and therefore if I take responsibility for the fact that I'm in the shit now I can take responsibility for not being in the shit tomorrow in effect so it's taking responsibility for your life and deciding that you can change it if you're not responsible for something you can't change it can you how can you change something that you are not to blame for so you take responsibility and then it becomes yours and then you can change it used to be on the circle of foxes next one up northwest was living by all those wonderful little rules and laws that make you a nice tidy nice person that's well behaved and on the circle of foxes you kick out those laws all those little laws that limit you that are self-imposed you internalize all those little laws inside yourself so you have looked at those laws you have worked them out and you move into another position and the position is I affirm and choose to align myself with the sacred laws with the things that are sacred that respect myself and other people so that I can choose to live in a way that will empower me and empower them North North on the circle of foxes is being caught up in all sorts of beliefs beliefs are something that intrinsically means you don't actually know them so on the circle of coyotes it's about not having a closed mind and being trapped in beliefs it's about keeping an open mind and seeking to know seeking wisdom seeking the ability to learn and constantly not limiting ourselves by thinking I know that that's a belief if you believe the earth is flat you won't ever go on a boat to sail around the world because you'll fall off now obviously there's sort of dangers in that if you uh, believe that cyanide is poisonous but have never experienced it then it's probably not a good idea to seek proof but you can learn from other people who have seeked or sought proof so you have to have discernment there obviously but not getting caught in limiting beliefs northeast on the circle of foxes was the way that you design your life to reinforce all the proof that proves your limiting myth of life it's exactly the same on this except it's your design of life to actually be the person that you want and not actually needing to um, sort of design your life so that you're proving yourself small all the time so again to read off the crib sheet I am creative and can design the life I wish by employing the wisdom I have gained 
and learning about the ways I block myself. Because you will block yourself. Don't think that you're going to get this and snap your fingers and it's all going to be easy. It's not. You're going to fall down that hole in the ground time after time after time. But eventually, maybe you'll learn some wisdom and what will happen is that you'll fall down that hole and you'll say, Ah, I recognise this hole, I've fallen in it before. And then, maybe the next time you're walking down that path, just before you get to the hole, but too late to stop yourself falling in, you're going to think, Oh, that hole is just, and I'm, ah, bang, right, I've fallen in it again. And then, the next time maybe, you're going to just stop yourself right on the edge of it and you're not going to fall in and you're going to wobble and you're going to wobble and you're going to wobble and maybe it's going to be difficult maybe you will fall in in the end but at least you'll have thought about it and then the next time maybe you'll kind of remember that hole in the path and you'll actually step around it and then if you get really good you'll find another path that doesn't have any holes in it at all East Place East place on the circle of foxes was Now will you love me? Now am I worthy? Now am I good enough? Oh mummy, oh daddy I so want to be approved of Well East place on the circle of coyotes is that you approve of yourself. It's all about taking responsibility. Look what it's opposite. It's opposite the West, the place of taking responsibility. So again, to read off the crib sheet. I am a worthy person and I deserve to make myself and others as powerful and as healthy as is possible. Because all beings are sacred and worthy, including me and including you. Circle of Fox's southeast place was self concepts. That awful place of low self esteem that we all have that keeps us and feeds that whole circle so that we keep going round and round it. It kind of powers the myth. If you've got a low self concept, then you really believe that you are the sort of person that nobody wants to come and talk to and everything else follows on like clockwork until you come all the way around to self-concepts again. And then that feeds the myth and that's why it's the circle of foxes chasing its own tail. Well, on the circle of coyotes, it's still self-concepts. It always is because it's the same wheel, basically. It's just the light side of it. So it's going to be similar. But... Again, to read off the crib sheet, thank goodness for crib sheets. I have a healthy ability to see how I trip myself up. And I am kind to myself when I do. Because of this, I value myself and honour myself. Giving tough love to myself when I need it and gentle love to myself when I need that. So I can grow and... Brackets moves to the south place again, closed brackets. I can grow into the sort of person I really want to be.
That's the circle of coyotes. It's open, it's about learning, it's about self-awareness, it's about taking your power, it's about not keeping yourself as a small little person. Ah, oh, diddums, you be a small little person if you want. And if you stay your whole life as a small little person, then maybe somebody will love you properly because you won't have got in their way. Ah, oh, sweet. Pat small little person on the head. Who wants to be like that? And now we're coming back into some hopefully better quality again and I'm going to carry on talking about other bits and pieces. I've always thought medicine wheel and any spiritual system worth its salt is what can be called soft anarchy and I consider myself to be a soft anarchist. Soft anarchist in that I don't blow people up or um, recommend that people get pulled up against the wall and shot. But anarchist in the terms of I do not believe the crap that I am fed. Society wants nice, well-behaved people that are not empowered so that they can go to work and be good citizens and toe the line and be asleep. Bit of research that I heard. Um, I believe it to be true. It it, it has the ring of truth to it, and uh, it it came to me in my psychotherapy training many many years ago. And it was some research that came out of the the Vietnam War that soldiers that were taken prisoner. Only about twenty percent of those prisoners were troublemakers and if the 20% that were troublemakers were segregated and put in more secure places the 80% could be left with minimum guards because they were like sheep. Now this isn't in a way much to do with shamanism and yet in a way it is. But medicine wheel and shamanism go very much hand in hand and they are a way of working in the world. And if you're going to follow a shamanic path, you have to know yourself and you have to be as powerful as you can be. And that is not power over other people. I've talked about this in the past. Two sorts of power, craft and macht. Macht is might, power over others. Craft is craft, is using power as a way of being skillful in the world and skillful with yourself. But you are on a path of power if you're listening to this podcast. Unless for some strange reason you've stumbled on it accidentally. And, well, I don't really believe there is such a thing as accidentally. So, yeah, you're on a path of power. You want to know about the world. You want to know about yourself. You want to understand things better. And so all of these teachings are really about that. If you're going to be a shamanic practitioner of any ability, you have to know your dark side. Any spiritual path, if you think back to the teachings that I gave on the medicine wheel a few weeks ago, any spiritual path 
has to start with the South. It has to start with the emotions because that is where all of the future sort of trouble will come from if we continue down a path of power and we haven't dealt with our stuff. But society conditions us so that we are kept asleep. We are mostly, all of us, including myself, in that 80% that need minimum guards. We live our lives quietly, getting on with it, saying, yes, please, no thank you, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, carrying on, doing all of those good things so that we don't rock the boat. We learn as a child to get approval by being good, or we learn, in other cases, to get approval by doing well, not approval, but attention, rather, by doing things that are disruptive. Some people do that and they become troublemakers. They're driven for the, same, for the whole need of approval. You either get approval because you're a good boy or a good girl, or you get attention because you're a bad boy or a bad girl. Either way, it's still attention. Approval or disapproval is still attention. And we are socialised into that. If you're following a medicine path, if you're following a shamanic path, if you're following a Buddhist path, if you're following any mystical path, it's about looking at that whole socialization so that we can actually get out of that rut, that whole way of rut thinking that happens to us, that is put into us from a young age. And our parents can be the best parents in the world, but they're still going to be in their own ruts and they're still going to be putting controls on us because controls help them socialize us and makes it easier for them and that's fine i'm not knocking parents good god i'm one myself um but i even had some honestly um but uh it's about power the circle of coyotes that I just taught is about gaining your own power, taking responsibility for yourself and learning about who you really are. We all of us have had difficult childhoods in one way or another. Some of us have had harder difficult times than others have had easier difficult times, but we've all had difficult times. And we all of us have learned to hide our feelings or deal with our feelings in certain ways. And that's at the south place. Now, if you imagine the South Place as being like the foundations for a wall, you build a wall on crooked foundations and the wall leans. The wall is not strong and cannot grow and be built up in a good, strong way and will not last. And that's exactly the same with a spiritual practice. So all spiritual practices worth their salt are about dealing with the south stuff first we all have to do that you can't go on to the circle of coyotes if you have a lot of wounding you can't go on to being a pure vessel for spirit or however you want to think about it in terms of being a shamanic practitioner if you have a lot of wounding you have to deal with your stuff first but Society, in effect, doesn't really want us to deal with our stuff. It wants us to deal with our stuff enough for us to function and not be bothersome nuisances. 
but it doesn't actually want us to be empowered. So you have to take the bull by the horns and actually seek empowerment. Question everything that you are told, including this podcast, including all the teachings that I've been giving you. Question everything. This is all about what you can call warriorship. A warrior seeks to live in society but not be part of it. And that, in effect, is all of these teachings. That's really what they're all about. This isn't shamanism. I really want to say that this is not shamanism. But if you want to follow a shamanic path, this is the sort of thing that you need to be working with so that you can look at the little automatic sleepwalking movements that you make, that we all make, that I make, everybody makes them, which keep us in our little cosy lives. We live in a society where, for most people, it has never, ever been so easy. In Buddhism, in Tibetan Buddhism, there is the whole concept of rebirth and being born in different realms. You can be born as a human, if you're lucky. You can be born as an animal. You can be born in the hell realms. Or you can be born as a god. If you're born as a god, you live a life of ease, long life. And really, it's a pretty good time. And then you die. And if you're lucky again, you get born again as a human. And the concept there is that only as a human can you actually become enlightened. So it's very fortuitous if you are born as a human being because all of the others, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, your ability to become enlightened and reach Buddhahood is limited. But I've often thought about this and it's a sort of an idea for a song that I've I've kind of kicked around for about the last couple of years, is that actually this is the world of the gods. Western society, for most of us, is the world of the gods. I'm not rich. I'm really not a rich person. Probably compared to a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast, I've got a considerably lower amount of income. And yet, compared to our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, and other people who live on the planet now in other cultures, we are enormously rich and we live an incredibly long time. We forget that because it's normal for us. So we live in a mechanised, urban, mostly urban society that needs people to maintain it by working, by paying taxes, by doing all of those things. And so we're socialised into being normal, in inverted commas, people. Therapy friend of mine, Um, talks about gingerbread cutters that make gingerbread men. And I may have used this story before in an earlier podcast. If I have, then I'm sorry. We're all of us like gingerbread men. Well, we're we're like the soft dough of gingerbread men. Or gingerbread women, if you want to be egalitarian about it. Gingerbread hermaphrodites, if you wish. Anyway, in fact, to be honest, I think probably most gingerbread men are hermaphrodites. Or probably, no, they're probably, what's the word, neuters? Neuters? Agendered. Anyway, don't matter, I'm rambling. And everything is fine once you are lying there on the baking tray with your nice shape and your nice sort of gingerbread 
shape all around you. But if you start to move that shape, then what happens is that the people around you and society in general clamp the gingerbread cutter down on top of you again to try and make you the right shape and they'll cut off anything that is kind of oozing out to tidy you up. That's what we do. That's what we all do. We do it to our children. Our parents did it to us. Our children will do it to their children. It is part of being the human being. And we actually have to have that. But we also, if you're seeking a path of power, have to get away from that. So we have to liberate the gingerbread men. Invasion of the gingerbread men. <laughs> um, so society, as a way of keeping the gingerbread cutter down on us, gives us nice things. It tries to make it easy for us. It gives us fear so that we look to it as a nice parent. And a lot of the film that I was talking about is about that. And it's absolutely true. If you've got the threat of war, like all this terrorist um, palaver at the moment, then it's a tremendously good way of keeping everybody kind of uh, feeling like they're one unit, feeling like they all belong. And if people feel like they all belong, they feel nice about that because they're getting lots of attention. It's the us and them scenario. We always feel good because we're on the inside and the people on the outside are not going to be as good as we are because they're on the outside. So that's one of the ways that that governments do it to us. The other way that they do it, well, I'm not going to say governments because governments are only elected parts of our society. Society does it to us. Society has a corporate spirit in its own way. So society does that by fear. It does that by guilt and by shame and blame, a lot to do with sexuality um, and about being a difficult or unpleasant person. I mean, look at the, the whole culture about religion that has happened, especially amongst Christianity. The whole blame and guilt and shame elements of that over the centuries. You don't have to be a historian to know that that happens. And, you know, you've undoubtedly come across some of the sort of hellfire and damnation um, sermons that have been in the past. And some churches still deliver those, keeping people in their place, stopping them being sinners or actually pointing out to them that they are sinners and they better bow their heads and uh, try and be better people basically try and just be kind of quiet and sit in the corner and not do anything because that way they might just about save themselves from being pointed at by the wicked finger of God that's going to blast them to hell it's sad, but it happens so much, and people are so disempowered by that in such subtle ways. Distractions, television, films, books, music, holidays, feel-good things, the old Roman concept of bread and circuses. All of these things are ways that we are socialised into playing the game. Now, I am not in any way advocating that we stop playing the game. What I am advocating is that if you're following a path of power, you have to realise that you are playing the game. You can still play it, but you play it from a point of empowered awareness. All of these teachings about medicine wheel and stuff like that really is about making you wake up, making me wake up, making me and you realise that it doesn't have to be that way. We may play the game, but we play it as awake people, 
rather than as zombies sleepwalking through our lives. And if you look around, you'll see your family and your friends and you'll know that most of them are zombies, however much you love them, but they are zombies. If you meet people doing medicine work, if you meet people doing shamanic work, if you meet Tibetan Buddhists that are doing the work that they do, and other cultural groups and, and spiritual groups, you will find that they have a spark about them. They are more in touch with their creativity, they're more in touch with their passion, they're more in touch with the whole available energy that is there for you. Because they are living life more on the edge, and they're not towing the line so much. So really, that's kind of me rambling on, and I've probably done all I need to do tonight, I think, really, because I don't think this has been a terribly coherent podcast. I've just been sort of rambling on with a bee in my bonnet about being empowered. Go to therapy, go to counsellors, go to people who are there for you that will actually reflect back to you so that you can see all those hidden sleepwalking traits that you have. Learn about all the stuff that's going to trip you up and make you fall down that hole as you go down that path on the circle of coyotes. Yeah, if you want to be on the circle of coyotes, you've got to know about yourself. You've really got to learn about yourself and go deep inside about all the stuff that is holding you back. And it will be mostly like a tape playing in your head that you can't hear. It's subliminal. It's quieter than your normal everyday sounds around you. Uh, but it will be there kind of constantly reinforcing the worldview and you have to weed those bits out of yourself. I've said enough. I've said enough. The uh, Three Worlds website, Three Worlds, the number, not the word, threeworlds.co.uk. The Sacred Hoop magazine, sacredhoop.org forward slash offer dot html thank you for listening and uh yep that's it okay bye folks <laughs>